During the years that I've been working on studying and understanding and teaching about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and narcissistic personality disorder, I get certain questions over and over again. Today, I'm going to cover with you 25 of the most commonly asked questions about narcissistic abuse recovery and narcissistic personality disorder and narcissists in general. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll just get going. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of the video and check out the daily seven where I feature comments from seven of my viewers. And be sure to look in the pinned comment below. There will be a playlist for you about narcissistic abuse recovery FAQ. Take a look. Let's just jump right into it. What is narcissistic personality disorder? At its most basic level, a disorder where people have a really inflated sense of self-importance. The cause is officially unknown, but we'll get to that. And most researchers, doctors, scientists say that it probably involves a combination of nature and nurture or environmental factors and genetic factors. The disorder does need to be diagnosed by a professional. Most of the time, people with narcissistic personality disorder won't be diagnosed unless they happen to be forced into therapy for legal reasons or by a spouse or loved one who threatens to go away if they don't do the therapy. Number two, what causes narcissistic personality disorder? Well, as I said, it's caused by a variety of factors. Scientists are unable to put their finger exactly on the one single thing that causes it. They talk about it being caused by things like environment, as in if you grew up in a toxic family, you may have toxic behavior. Number two, genetics. They have, in some cases, done studies on people who were known to be narcissistic and found that part of their brain that controls empathy is thinner than other people. And number three, neurobiology, which is basically the connection between the brain and your behavior or thinking. All of these things are connected. So bottom line, it's a complex reason. In my opinion, very often it comes from some sort of trauma that happens in childhood where the person wasn't properly taught to deal with the issue and I think that's where a lot of people grow confused in that situation. It's very complex. Number three, what are the signs or symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder? Well, we have a sense of grandiosity, exaggerated sense of self-importance, a big old sense of entitlement, and the need for excessive admiration, expecting to be recognized as superior by the people around them, exaggerating their talents and their achievements, being preoccupied with weird fantasies about power and attractiveness and brilliance and money and things like this, not only expecting to be noticed as superior, but believing they're superior to other people around them in all kinds of ways, physically, intellectually, and otherwise, believing they can only associate with special people who are on their level, monopolizing conversations and looking down on people who they consider below them, belittling people, expecting special favors, this all goes back to the sense of entitlement, expecting things to be just different for them, expecting to get different privileges than other people, taking advantage of other people to get what they want, inability to recognize the needs of others as in they have no empathy, being envious of others, expecting others to envy them, being arrogant, expecting the best of everything all the time. They might become impatient or angry when they don't get special treatment. They have significant interpersonal relationship problems and they feel slighted very easily if they don't get the same thing you've got or more things than you got. They 
react with rage or contempt if you try to call yourself equal to them. They may also react with what we call narcissistic injury, where they go, oh, poor me, if you don't do what they want. They have a really hard time regulating their own emotions and behavior. They feel depressed, they feel sad, they feel moody because they often fall short of perfection because they're human like the rest of us, contrary to what they'd like you to believe. They have secret feelings of insecurity or humiliation or shame or fear. And what it all comes down to, if we're being really, really honest, the one quality that unites all narcissists of the toxic nature is a lack of empathy. They don't care how you feel and you know it by the way that they treat you. So there's your answer to our next most frequently asked question about narcissistic personality disorder. Do narcissists have empathy? And the answer is no, not unless it's convenient for them. Sometimes they may appear to have empathy, especially during the beginning of a relationship or when it suits them to do so. But in general, no, narcissists will not show or give or even have, in many cases, empathy. So they don't care how you feel. Number five, is it possible to change a narcissist? Is it possible? Maybe. But the narcissist would have to want to change, and chances are that's not going to happen. I've never seen it happen, and from all of the other professionals in this niche, and psychologists, psychiatrists I've spoken with, no one else has actually said to me that they've seen it happen. One doctor on YouTube here says that he has healed narcissists. His name's Dr. David Hawkins, but I've spoken to his clients' wives before he treats male narcissists, and I've not heard anything about actual change. I've heard behavior modifications. I've heard that they will need to remain in therapy for their lifetime in order to continue these behavior modifications, and that the narcissists still sometimes slip up and roll back into their old behavior, even with the therapy. So my answer is, yeah, they could change if they were to go in and heal their core wound and figure out what that is and, and, and really work through it and do the, the, the psychological work. But will they change? I don't think so. I've never seen it happen. Number six, is narcissism a mental illness? No, it is considered a personality disorder in the cluster B family. Number seven, what is narcissistic abuse? Well, it's a form of emotional abuse, usually just emotional abuse, that is pervasive, sneaky, and terrible. And you can check out the links in the description below to learn more. Number eight, can a narcissist change with therapy? Well, quite honestly, I already answered this question. No, I don't believe a narcissist will change with therapy. Yes, I think that they can, but generally they won't because that would require that they admit something is actually wrong with them and correct the core wound. Number nine, do narcissists love? Yeah, they love you the same way you love a cell phone. So when you first get a cell phone, it's new and shiny and awesome. You're like, oh my gosh, I totally love the cell phone. But as the cell phone gets fuller, fuller, as the cell phone becomes more used as it gets filled up with pictures and things like this, it gets slower and clunkier. Pretty soon it kind of becomes obsolete in a year or two these days. And once that happens, you start to hate the phone a little bit, don't you? You start to think, oh, I need to get rid of this thing and get a new phone. Well, a narcissist unfortunately sees human beings in the same way. So when you're new and shiny to them and, and they, they're still a little mystery and you're showing them all the new things that they didn't know about you or about other people before, they're like, yes, this is awesome. But then the very moment that you kind of let down your guard, the very moment that they recognize in fact that you are human or you know, if you were a cell phone, the very moment you stumble over the first task or whatever, they are going to start to like you a little less and that will turn into a cycle in your relationship which we'll talk about later but do narcissists love you do they love at all they love people in the same way that they love objects so it's conditional love if anything it's not real love it doesn't go deep it's more like infatuation or familiarity next up can i love a narcissist 
Well, sure you can, but you're not going to get loved back. And that's a short one, but that's what it comes down to. You will not ever get an equal return of love from a narcissist. They will never treat you like someone deserves to be treated, like any loving person deserves to be treated. So can you love a narcissist? Sure you can. Will it help you or will it hurt you? It will hurt you in the long run. Number 11, what is a narcissistic parent? Well, it's a narcissist who grew up and had a child. So basically a narcissistic parent treats their children like objects, like, like extensions of themselves. And this can go anywhere from neglect to over controlling. And I've got a whole playlist on that. Take a look at it in the description below. Next up, how do you heal from breaking up with or divorcing a narcissist? Well, it's a complicated process. You start by learning that you had the narcissist in your life in the first place. You have to discover that you have been with a narcissist. And that's part of why I do what I do. Once you discover it, you have to learn to understand it. So you take some time and you learn about NPD, you learn about narcissists and how they behave in relationships. And when you do that, you start to realize, oh my gosh, maybe it wasn't really me. Maybe I wasn't really crazy. And then you can start to learn how to love yourself, define yourself again, start all over and overcome the abuse. So I have a playlist for you in the description below about that as well. Take a look. Next up, how do you leave a narcissist? It's a complicated process, but if you go to queenbeing.com slash plan, you can download my free how to leave a narcissist package. And there are some videos there you can watch as well, or go over to my YouTube channel and search up how to leave a narcissist. I'll leave the link for the playlist on that in the description below. Number 14, what is the best way to respond to a narcissist? Well, that depends on the situation, but mostly it's gray rock. Gray rock is basically when you don't give the narcissist any of your emotional attention. They like that. It's like supply to them. Narcissistic supply is when you give them your emotions. So check out the playlist about that in the description below and watch more videos about it if you need to. Number 15, are there more male narcissists or female narcissists? Well, here's a fact about that that you may or may not enjoy. Statistically speaking, there are more male narcissists, but it's such a small percentage that I'm going to say it's pretty equal. The fact of the matter is that we're talking about reported cases here. And a lot of times female narcissists aren't reported for a few different reasons. Number one, a lot of times female narcissists don't cheat. Sometimes they do, but they don't always. Male narcissists are more likely to cheat. In this case, a spouse may be less likely to start doing the research to figure out exactly what's wrong with this person. Then there's the fact that a lot of narcissists are mothers. Mothers by nature might seem to be people who might want to be a little controlling and they might just care a little too hard and love a little too much. But the fact of the matter is that I would say it's a probably a pretty equal playing field when we're talking about male and female narcissists in reality. But statistically speaking, it is slightly more on the male side. With that being said, I think that statistic is incorrect because only about 0.6% of the population is diagnosed with NPD. And like I said, most people who actually have NPD will never be diagnosed because they don't think anything is wrong with them. Next up, what is gaslighting? Well, gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation that narcissists use to sort of make you think you're crazy. And I've got entire playlists on that one as well, so check them out in the description below. Number 17, what are flying monkeys? Well, flying monkeys are people, individual people, who do the narcissist bidding for them. That term came, of course, from the Wizard of Oz with the witch and her flying monkeys. But what, it, what it's all about is sometimes the flying monkeys are 
well aware that they're helping the narcissist manipulate you and other times they're just well many people who have been snowed over or manipulated by the narcissist. Also a playlist in the description below on that for you. Number 18, why do narcissists cheat on you? Well part of the reason they cheat on you is because they think they can get away with it and because they are insecure people who need a lot of supply. Another reason might be because they are thinking that they'd like to leave the relationship but they're not one of those people that can actually be alone in the world so they're grabbing onto this branch while they hold on to your branch still. If a narcissist cheats on you my advice is get out of there right away because once they cheat they're always going to cheat. Very rarely do you meet someone who tells you oh yeah well my husband cheated on me or my wife cheated on me and then we went through therapy and everything was great and they've never cheated again and it was true. Now sometimes that does happen. When we're talking about a narcissist I've had clients tell me that their narcissist blatantly in their face said I cheated and it's your fault and I'm not going to stop. And then these people stayed and I don't know why you would want to stay with somebody who told you that but from me to you if someone cheats on you make it a deal breaker. Don't put up with it. Just my thoughts. Share yours in the comments below. Let me know what you think about what I just said. And there's an also a playlist in the description for you. Number 19, what is love bombing? Well, love bombing is what happens at the beginning of a relationship with a narcissist. It's actually pretty awesome. The narcissist acts like you're their soulmate and they act like the person, per the perfect person for you, someone that you can't imagine life without very quickly. They very often tell you they love you early in the relationship, they want to commit early, they think you are perfect, they are putting you up on a pedestal. This is the idealization phase of a relationship with a narcissist. It is the best part and also the part that keeps you hooked in the long run, but we'll talk about that later. There is a playlist for you in the description below. Number 20, what is hoovering? Hoovering is when you have separated from a narcissist or a narcissist has left you and then the narcissist wants you back so they try to suck you back in just like a vacuum cleaner and in fact it is the famous vacuum cleaner company that it is named after. I have a playlist for you in the description below about that as well. Number 21, will the narcissist come back after the discard, after they leave you? Yeah, most likely they will. Chances are they will, at least to keep you inside the circle of supply. It is unhealthy, it is hoovering in many cases, and I don't recommend that you fall for it. But in case you need a little extra help, there's a playlist for you in the description below. Check it out. Number 22, what is the narcissistic relationship cycle? I kind of talked about it throughout these questions but really quickly and you've got your love bombing phase the idealization where they come in and everything's amazing and then once they recognize that oh my gosh this is a human I'm dating or once you make a mistake in the relationship then suddenly they start to devalue you well it's not such a great thing after all and once they do the devalue thing pretty soon they're hitting you on the discard now the discard might be actually leaving you or it might be that they just kind of ignore you for a few days and give you the silent treatment or it could be that they outright brutalize you until they decide that you're worthy of being sucked back in. Often they use the discard phase to cheat on you and hurt you in other ways. Then you go back through the whole cycle again. These relationships very often can continue for years in this little cycle. And I'll tell you something, my friend, it's unhealthy. It's not good for you. It's not good for anyone involved except for maybe the narcissist. But my suggestion to you is if you are going through this cycle that you seriously consider letting go of that relationship and trying to find a healthier place in yourself in your life. There is, of course, a playlist in the description below for you about that. Number 23, how can I get back at a narcissist? Some people call this the revenge factor. How do I get revenge? Here's my bottom line about all of that. There are lots of ways. Of course, I'm going to share some videos with you on that. But the best revenge ever for a narcissist is to live well and act like that person doesn't exist. If you do that to a narcissist, if you go on and you live your life and you find happiness regardless of the fact that they exist without them in your life, that is the best revenge against a narcissist every single time, I promise you. Give it a shot, see how it goes. Number 24, how can I move on after abuse? Well, this one is a very complicated answer, but 
start by finding some support. Start by recognizing yourself. Start by learning to love yourself, maybe for the first time in your life. Unconditional self-love is important. Setting boundaries is important. There are many steps, like I said before, discover, understand, overcome. Get involved with the SPAN group. That's at queenbeing.com SPAN. Show up here every weekday morning. Join me for my live streams and our amazing community here. And quite honestly, do something for yourself. Find something to distract you from the narcissist once you've worked through the feelings. And take a look at the videos in the playlist I'm including for you in the description. Lots more information for you will be there. Finally, number 25, why is it so hard to move on after a relationship with a narcissist? Why is narcissistic abuse so difficult to move on from? Here's the really straight up, honest to God truth about that. The relationship with a narcissist affects the same part of your brain that a drug affects, a drug addiction. Any kind of loving relationship, any kind of relationship where you're loving a person affects you very much like a drug. When that person is toxic, it is incredibly painful to let go of them because even if your mind, even if your brain knows that you are in fact over it, things don't work the same as they used to before you were with the narcissist. This is a very complicated answer and I'm going to go ahead and obviously include links for you in the description below about that. But what it comes down to is anytime you spend any amount of time with a person that changes your life. Sometimes the narcissist is your parent. Sometimes it's a sibling or your spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or any number of other people. It's hard to get over a narcissist because they were a part of your life. It's hard to get over a narcissist because you are physically addicted to them very much like we are addicted to drugs. It is difficult. It is painful. But my friend, I promise you it is worth it. Make sure you check out those links I'm sharing for you in the description below. And make sure you hit that subscribe button and the bell notification to be notified of my next upload because I do very often come on here live Monday through Friday to support you directly and I upload every day at 7 p.m. All right, this brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, do you have more questions about narcissistic abuse recovery? What are they? Put them in the comments below and I'll answer them for you in an upcoming video. And if you have anything to add to this video, please, Leave it in the comments below. I want to hear what you think, what your experience has been, and how you are doing as you're recovering or as you have recovered from narcissistic abuse. Share your thoughts. Let me know what phase you're in. Are you still in the discovery phase? Are you in the understanding phase where you're learning about it? Or are you in the overcoming phase where you're moving forward? Share your thoughts, share your ideas, share your experiences in the comment section below, and let's talk about it. And now it's time for the Daily 7 where I feature your comments. Today I'm actually featuring more like, I don't know, 9 or 10 of you because I love y'all and it's hard to choose sometimes. So here we go, take a look. Alright, that's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.